All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Marketing Management and Money. I am your host, Ryan Owens. And I'm your host, Ryan Murray. We welcome you to yet another episode where we are going to be talking about financial strategies for your small business and how to weather the storms that come your way in in small business. And as we go about, you know, operating in this wonderful world that we live in, there are a lot of things that we we try to control and we do really well at and we that's how we make money as small businesses. But there are still so many things that come our way that come out of left field and smack us upside the head that we had no idea was coming, right? Like there are things that we just can't see coming. And so what do we do as small businesses? How do we even begin to, you know, wrap our hands around everything? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, all of that getting, grabbing the whole bull by the horns. 2020 was a wild ride. It was a <laughs> As we're coming to the end of 2020, you know, I hear all these people are like, oh, well, good thing that we're almost done with 2020. I'm like, guess what? Uh, yeah. 2021 <laughs> is still there. New, right? new Year's hits. It's not all changing. <laughs> right. Sorry. You can put whatever date you want. To if that's kinda... a news flash to you, I am so sorry that I had to be the one to break <laughs> that news to you. And, and a lot of times, you know, we've, we've had a couple episodes where we've talked about being resilient as an entrepreneur. We've talked about looking for opportunity yeah. in catastrophe because there are opportunities in catastrophe. And, right. and we've talked about various aspects of kind of weathering the storm. But uh, today in, in specific, we want to talk about this idea of cash flow because everyone knows that cash is king, but a lot of times uh, that's that's sort of cliche. Like, what does that even mean? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Ca- cash is king. Oh, I've got cash flow. I'm like, well, do you have enough? Do you need yeah. more? Do you have too much? And and a lot of times right. people are like, well, I'm just hoarding my cash. How yeah. can I have too much? Right. right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, cash is a tool, and you got to understand how to use that cash. <laughs> yeah. And, a carpenter and- doesn't need 17 hammers. <laughs> Oh, thank you for just spelling it out plain right up front because right? everyone's like, oh, more cash is better. No. No. Carrying around all those hammers is just heavy and awkward. Yeah. And you're wasting your money on hammers at yeah. that point. And, and and so, you know, we're-, we're There's gonna... some like super specialized carpenter out there that's like, but I need these to do my job. And <laughs> we're just like slamming. No, no, just no. Kidding. I don't know. No, no, <laughs> this is what happened. There's There's a couple that's listening to the podcast- and the wife just smacked yep. the husband and said, I told you to get rid of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not everything's a nail, honey. <laughs> just kidding. No, but I feel like I love this topic. I honestly really enjoy this topic because we have talked about as an entrepreneur, it takes guts. It takes grit. Like you have to be a special kind of a breed to be able to weather a lot of these storms. Mm-hmm. And it takes a special intuition a lot of times to be able to make the right decisions when there is no clear answer, when there is no accurate information or, you know, relevant documentation or or whatever. There's a bunch of unknowns. It takes a lot of that intuition, but it also takes a high level of intelligence, right? And, and most entrepreneurs don't get credit for that. Well, the, the thing that I want to talk about specifically is when you get into cash flow. If you are not using that high level of intelligence and if you're not calculating your targeted cash balance yeah. and going off of intuition, that is a mistake. So, right, so right off the bat, I'm it's just going to throw it out there that you need to know how to calculate your targeted cash balance. Now, what I mean by targeted cash balance is Ooh. every company, they have this cushion that they need to have. 
and it's that cushion that they want to keep in their business to make sure that you know they're they're not running too hot they're not running too cold that's why it's targeted and it's a calculation it's it's not an overly complicated calculation and we're going to touch on it in this episode but i'm also going to put a shameless plug out there because this all comes from our online training growth by the numbers now we put out just a few weeks ago that we're doing a shameless plug for growth by the numbers for our podcast listeners you can get it on sale for 30 days and it's going to be $99 that's $200 off the regular price 97 97 close enough close enough under 100 bucks do i hear 96 yeah right <laughs> going once going twice uh 47 <laughs> sold <laughs> <laughs> We want to put that out to our podcast listeners, but what we're going to do is we're going to cover some of the concepts that are in that training in this podcast episode to give you a little bit of a flavor of what we're talking about, why we're so passionate about this, and why with a week left, I'm going to kind of just be a little bit sales pitchy here and say, yeah, you need to jump on this, you know? Right. So. Though I don't think that that's how auctioneering works. Just saying. Oh. <laughs> Does it go down? Down? Anyway, well, no. no, so so while you were talking, I I had this analogy come to mind. So we talked about like carpenters using hammers, right? Mm-hmm. If an entrepreneur's grit is like a hammer, then these skills and everything in terms of being able to manage your finances correctly is like the tape measure. Oh, they serve different purposes, yet they're both incredibly vital to the success of that carpenter, right? Same thing with with entrepreneurs. You have to be able to have that intuition, that grit, and that wherewithal, right? But you sure. also have to be able to, like we said, you have that high level of intelligence, but be able to use it, be able to apply it to, uh, especially when it comes to managing the finances and making decisions around your small business decisions and financials right your, yeah. your finances and, and and i know we're deviating a little bit here for a second but i'm gonna deviate i used be- a tape measure because it has numbers i know it was beautiful <laughs> but it, it really is important what you said and that is that not everything in business is intuition not everything right. is grit you can't just you know yeah you can't muscle your way into every <laughs> scenario yeah you can't muscle a, be, a balance sheet and and you know th- there are there are entrepreneurs out there that they're just gonna they're just gonna plow through it and they're just like i'm just i'm dedicated i'll make it happen i don't care what it takes and i'm just like you know what admirable but probably th- burning a lot of unnecessary bridges right uh, and and so that's not necessarily the best approach there's also this issue of, you know, like, oh, okay, we're just going to go in and I'm going to trust my gut. And I'm like, well, is it inspiration or indigestion? You've got yeah. one of the two going on. Got to be careful. And if, if things you're... things change as you get older. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're making mistakes constantly, sure, you might be recovering from those mistakes, but picture like when you're watching, you know, a, a, an awesome soccer game and you, you know, you know, the team you're rooting for, they just keep making mistakes time and time again. And sure, it yeah. might be scored up at zeros, but when the ball is always on the wrong side of the field, yeah, it's only a matter of time. You know, if the opposing team has already shot a dozen times 
and your team has never taken a shot because they can't get in position, yeah. like stop making the mistakes. And your team is the one that's sweating. The opposition is like, hey, we got at least another couple dozen shots in us before we even start to sweat. Right. And, you know, I mean, you can make a couple mistakes and recover, but you can't live by mistakes. And right. when it comes to finance, it's all calculations. You can know it. You can understand it. Right. Anybody can, right? Right. I mean, we we talk about this high level of intelligence, and I, I feel like there are probably a lot of people out there that are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, I'm, I'm a, an entrepreneur, but I'm not that smart. Like, don't short change yourself right? right these are things that you have to have your wits about you right as long as you're an entrepreneur that's at least somewhat successful i think it's fairly easy to see especially to those around you that you know you have you have that that wherewithal you have that intelligence to be able to grasp these concepts these concepts i'm not a numbers guy i'm not a finance guy these numbers or these these concepts are not that difficult to, to grasp. I mean, if you can understand them. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, was, I wasn't going to go there because, you know, self-deprecation and all. But thank you for demeaning me in such a way that our listeners Publicly? could benefit. Yeah, it's, it's great. On the behalf of our listeners, because yeah. I care about our listeners. Yeah. I'll sacrifice myself for our <laughs> listeners any day of the week. <laughs> so, but, but it's like these, a lot of these concepts have names that you've never heard of or things that sound complicated and whatever. It's just like you get past that and it's, it's easy. Yeah. It's really easy. It's not, these aren't difficult things. And that's what, again, shameless plug. I love about the growth by the numbers training is that it, it keeps it in that realm. It gives you the relevant tools. It gives you the hammer. It gives you the tape measure. It gives you the carpenter's pencil and the square and it says, this is how you need to use these. Like mm -hmm. a square is to draw a straight line. We're not going to get any more complicated than that. Right, right. Right. And if you don't know what a carpenter's square is, it's like, oh man, oh, scary. No, it's not. Right. Same thing is with these small business financials. You know, there may be some terms in there that you're like, whoa, I don't know what that is. It's a little bit scary. It's really not. Mm -hmm. So you just take it, you learn how to draw that straight line. And you're like, oh, it's just for a straight line. Yeah. It's just for a straight line. I'm going to do one little capstone to that shameless plug. Okay. And then I'm going to share with uh, everyone the calculation for the We're now offering it balance. for $94. No. <laughs> but if you want it, all you have to do is you shoot an email to ryan at marketingmanagementmoney.com and just put in the email, say, I want the podcast discount. Uh, yeah. You know, let us know. And, and you've only got a week left. You've got one week left. You shoot us an email. Better get on it. And, uh, you know, we'll hook you up. 200 bucks off. Like, super easy. And that's only for our podcast listeners. We're, again, like we said, back and, when we first introduced this, we are not promoting this anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with that, let's get into this targeted cash balance. Because this is one of the things that's covered in that training. Super easy. Uh, we go into detail in the training because we have the numbers in front of us. It's really hard in a podcast to uh, to to put all the numbers. So I'm just going to talk conceptually here, but it's not that hard. As you've been talking about with the analogy of the carpenter, it's not that hard yeah. to figure out what's going on. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sorry I'm gonna pause you. Dude, I'm, the I'm suspense gonna, is I killing know, everyone. I know everybody's like, come on, man, enough. <laughs> just give me the calculations. No, I'm gonna prove my point here. This okay. is beautiful. This is Case in point right here. So we're going to talk about things like the working capital cycle. Have you guys ever heard of that? Maybe, maybe not. Do you have any idea what the definition for that? No, maybe not. 
I don't know. Mm. The other thing we're going to talk about your targeted cash balance. Well, it's like, well, targeted cash balance, you know, common sense says, but am I right? You know? Mm -hmm. So there are a few terms right there, right out of the gate that you you may or may not know. Right. And these are key financial terms. Yep. Right. You learn them once, you always have them. And they're simple. Yes. If my Neanderthal (laughs) neocortex can decipher. I I wasn't going to go that far. (laughs) So, you guys are going to be okay. That's what I'm saying. Let's rip. So, so, so targeted cash balance. You really need two items in order to calculate the targeted cash balance. One is you need to know how long you want to have a cash balance for. How many days specifically is what we're talking about here. And so if I'm looking at this targeted cash balance and I'm saying, okay, in the targeted cash balance, I want to have cash flow for 30 days. Then you just need to know what one day of cash is worth in your business. If it's 60 times, days, yeah, you know, times 30, times 60, whatever. And where do you come up with that number? Okay. Right? So uh, one of the tools that you talked about is the working capital cycle, and that is a way to calculate how many days. Uh, there are other ways to go about it. You can look at how many, uh, you know, the length of terms that, uh, that you give. So if you offer credit, uh, you can look at that. Uh, you know, usually you're, you're looking at receivables, you're looking at inventory, you're calculating the days on that, uh, you know, you're subtracting out the payable portion. These are the things that are affecting the cash flow. So what we're talking about here is we're talking about the current asset portion of the balance sheet. And so if you're not familiar with the current asset portion of the balance sheet, then that is specifically where you want to go. You want to look at that and you want to say, okay, what do I need to manage my current portion? Again, there's one of those terms where you're just like, current portion? Is that, that like my helping of soup yeah. that I get right now? You know, and More noodles, please! <laughs> so the, the, the terminology here is we're just talking about what is you know, what are the things that, uh, that are going to turn over quickly within a year is, is the definition of current. And so, you know, my accounts receivables, my inventory, my cash, my payables, uh, these are the things that we're really looking at to, uh, to, to kind of do this calculation. And so what I do is I will calculate how many days of cash that I need. Now, I'm going to give you a little shortcut here on a podcast because if you want to know how to do it correctly, you really need to run through the training and learn how to do it with the numbers because that's the correct way to do it. And I'm not going to try and, you know, throw out so much gobbledygook numbers that everyone's going to be like, I'm completely lost. So I'm going to give a little bit of a shortcut here, and that is start with at least 30 days. Start with one month and go from there. So, you know, you can start with one month, you could build it up to two months, just go a month at a time. Now, it's better to get a, a tighter calculation, but, you know, a month worth of cash flow is a great thing to do. Better than nothing. Better than nothing. So, there, there, there's, there, there's your step right there. So we're like, oh, okay, we're going to go with one month's worth of cash flow. Now, how do we get to that one month's worth of cash flow? That's super easy. So you're going to do a combination of your P&L, profit and loss, and the balance sheet. Again, this is all spelled out. If you want to see you know, examples of this, that's what the training is for. But if you're already familiar with it, so on the, uh, on the profit and loss, you're just looking at your cash-related expenses, the, the, the expenses that are going to require you to pay cash for. Operating expenses essentially is what we're looking at here. Yeah. On the balance sheet side of things, we're going to take our current liabilities. So I'm looking at my operating expenses. I'm looking at my current liabilities. 
I'm adding those two together, and that right there is telling me, okay, this is what I need to go through. Make sure that you're looking at it at a month's period of time. So yeah. if I've got, you know, uh, a, a, a full year's P&L, I'm going to divide it by 12 to come up with yeah, a month's... A nice average. Right, a month's worth of cash. The same thing on the balance sheet side of things. And, I'm looking and, at that, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to divide it by 12, come up with what I need to have for the month. And, and in this scenario, for all intents and purposes, having that average is totally acceptable, perfectly mm-hmm. okay, right? right? Yeah, I mean, because if you look at the purpose of why you're doing this and what you're getting at, it's like you're just trying to have a cushion. You're just trying to have a cash cushion, right? You want to have a significant enough. You want to make sure that it's significant enough to cover, like we're talking about your expenses and everything. And so you need to be able to look at some of those things. And if you, But if that's the quickest way to get, I mean, if you don't want to spend hours and hours and hours trying to collect data and parse through information and whatever, and that's a simple way that you can do it, do it that way. Yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. And if you, you deem that you need, well, actually, I probably need about three months. Well, still get your average, times it by three. Done. Yeah. Easy peasy. And so what I would do is I would take my operating expenses, I would take all of my current liabilities, I would add them together, I would divide it by 12, and there I've got approximately 30 days. Yep. Now, the the, the, the actual calculation with the numbers... Sure, it's going to get you closer. But right there, and this is the interesting thing. So I've helped a lot of businesses manage their cash flow. And I've seen some pretty complicated cash flow forecasting tools. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen some some pretty crazy things where people are like, oh, yeah, you know, I've got this and this, and they're pulling in everything. Yeah. I've seen people that are just like, uh, if I've got money in the bank, it means I have cash. Yeah. I'm like, um. Okay, well, that's probably... It's a good start. We can get a little bit more sophisticated than that. You know, like right. there, there's a balance between the two. But it also, yeah, it also doesn't need to be the other end of the spectrum, like you were saying. It doesn't need to be this crazy, we're pulling in matrices and doing all kinds of crazy calculations or whatever. You don't have to do that. Yeah, and, and, and I find that it's so hard for people to hit it where they're supposed to hit it. So uh, there, there are typically two camps that I see. Camp A is the people who they are severely underestimating their cash flow. Mm-hmm. And this tends to be any business that is rapidly growing, that is yeah. uh, struggling, that is new, you know, anything that's going through a lot of change, yeah. they tend to severely underestimate how much cash they really need. And they kind of are just, you know, skirting by trying to get lucky because they don't have that cushion. They don't mm-hmm. have that that level of cash to support them if something goes a little bit south. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of early startups fail is they just don't plan for cash. And but, then and then they don't see it coming and when they, you know, it gets there it's too late. Yeah. And they're done. And they're done. Cuz you, like, you run out of cash, you're out of business. Oh, shoot. I needed some cash. Oh. Yeah. Uncle. <laughs> Uncle? Yeah. Now, the other one, and this one in my mind is more fascinating, and that is the established business that holds too much cash. And I see this a lot. It tends to be established businesses, businesses that have been around for like 20, 30 years, something like that, especially if it's the original owner who is still running the business and they're being very successful they tend to get less aggressive the mm-hmm. older that they get. It's it's this natural tendency that, you know, 
young kids are maturity sets in and yeah you, you you gain some wisdom but you also lose some of that you know aggressive edge and so you've got these uh, these entrepreneurs that they've been at it for 20 30 years and they start to get pretty conservative well the interesting thing that happens is you're like well isn't that good that they're holding on to all that cash i'm like personally like in their own personal portfolio wonderful right but for the business what happens is they lose their aggressive edge because yeah. they're holding on to too much cash. They get soft. They yep. they they lose this you know competitiveness, yeah. and all of a sudden this new company comes in, undercuts them, and you know they they end up selling their business at a fraction of what they could have gotten, or they're yeah. not able to pass the business on. It fails in a second generation, yep. you know. And and I see a lot of these things, and I'm like, it's actually a bad practice to just hoard cash because you're going to lose your competitiveness yeah. because of that. Yeah, we've talked about in the past. So again, I love cars. And we've talked about how you're when you build up a small business, you're building this like immaculate, beautiful custom car, right? Mm. And when you start to hoard cash, it's like you're driving this beautiful machine down the road. It sounds amazing. People are asking you all kinds of questions about it and gawking and all that. And all of a sudden it, you're in this race, you're in this rally and you start to let off the gas. You know what I mean? Well, because I've, I've, you know, I've taken a corner too sharply or I didn't see something coming and I had to, you know, whatever. And so you, you let off the gas and you drive slower. Now that's not always a bad thing, but in this instance, sometimes it is hoarding when cash. It absolutely is. That's like being on a straightaway and be like, well, there might be something up there. Uh-huh. No. Lay into it. Go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's the exact same thing in, in small business. You have to get to the point where you can separate your own personal uh, risk tolerance from that of what your business is capable of doing. Right. And so I, I want to cover one more piece on cash flow sure. before we wrap up this episode. And that is this idea of, okay, the amount of cash I need today is not the same amount of cash that I needed yesterday or that I'll need tomorrow. Yeah. We started this episode by talking about uncertainty, talking about, you know, the, the roller coaster of 2020. And if you're not holding more cash in 2020 than you were holding in 2019, either you know something that none of us know or more likely you're making a mistake. You should be holding more cash today than you were holding a year ago. But that might that might be kind of difficult though, right? Because as a small business, you go through 2020 and you're hit with all these things and you're like, well, you know, business slowed down and I had to use some of my cash to pay payroll or mm -hmm. I had to keep the lights on with that, some of that cash. And it's like, yeah, you know, that's why that's there. But you have to rebuild that. You have to make it a priority within your business to reevaluate what you need and rebuild. So here's the piece that I really want to hone in on. And you're absolutely right is... Okay, so I got hit pretty hard. I'm trying to rebuild. It's tight, so it's hard for me to come up with excess yeah, cash exactly. in the yeah. first place. How much cash am I going for? 
How yeah. long should I scrimp and save, hold back on what I want to do so that I can build up my cash flow? How long should I do this? Well, without calculating it, without actually putting some numbers behind it, you're guessing. Yep. And if you're guessing, then you're always going to be at the disadvantage because of you, someone who's calculating yeah. it. Well, e even just disadvantage, period, because you're either oh, underestimating, which... Puts you in a risky spot. Yeah, and the next tidal wave hits and you're toast. Right. Or you are, like we talked about, you're just completely letting off the throttle and you're not doing what you could be doing as a mm -hmm. business. Yeah. This isn't you personally in your retirement fund. This is, you know, what your business, the potential that your business has. And right. you're, you're letting all of that potential energy that could be kinetic energy remain as potential. Mm -hmm. Potential. Energy. Potential. Potentially, it could potentially be potential. Yes. Physi physics. Who knew? Huh. Physics so and finance. <laughs> Ooh, physics and finance. But I, I really want to just end on this note, and that is if you're not calculating your cash, you're making a mistake. Yep. Because you, it's not one of those, you don't guess. You don't guess on cash flow. You calculate cash flow. And when you do that calculation, it makes you more competitive. It makes you more stable and secure as a company. And it also gives you a peace of mind where you're just like, oh, hey, I actually know that I'm in good standing. Yeah. You know? And yeah. And that's worth so much. So much. I, I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs I keep talking to that they're just nervous. They're nervous about yeah. everything that's going on. And I'm like, you know what? There are things you can do to make yourself less nervous, to understand your your personal forecast for, yeah. you know, the next quarter or year or five years. Yeah. And and all of that is a calculation. You can get it down to the penny if you yeah. want to. Right. You know, and so Again, if you guys don't know how to do that calculation, we, we put together the Growth by the Numbers training. You can find it. It's on uh, mastermind.com is where the training is going to be held. But if you email us, ryan at marketingmanagementmoney.com, conveniently, since it's Ryan and Ryan, we'll both get it. Yeah. And that way we'll catch that you want the discount. You want to get this thing 200 bucks off. And you are serious about learning the financials in your business. Yeah. This is a game changer of uh, business finance training. It will absolutely, completely innovate the way you do your financials and the way you run your business. It will turn you from that old, rusty, rundown 64 fastback that's <laughs> rotting in some farmer's field <laughs> into literally into like a show worthy. Mm hmm. Fastback Mustang. Yeah. And if you don't like Mustangs, call it a Camaro. I don't care. We, we, we've been doing this training for years. We've got hundreds of businesses that can vouch for the fact that it literally has changed their business. Yeah. It has saved. Yeah. I, 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 I had one business. They went through the training. Uh, you know, I sat down with them afterwards uh, for about 30 minutes, saved them 10 grand plus mm -hmm. right off the bat in something that they didn't realize. I'm like, why are you holding on to that? Oh, I didn't realize I was holding. Okay, you need to get rid of that. It yeah. saved them ten thousand dollars. Boom, like that. I'm like, well, you just paid for the trading, and, and they were super happy. They're just like, mm -hmm. okay, that that piece alone was well worth it. But yet, all the additional stuff, you know, I'm like, yeah, like you, you, yeah. you, you can do this. It's easy. 
So anyway, the first first time that cu- that cushion comes in use, that's such a great feeling, right? To not yeah. go out of business, yeah. it does feel well, good. Just to, I mean, even if you wouldn't have gone out of business, just to not have to take that hit so hard because we do as entrepreneurs, we get beat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and then I see people doing stuff like they're, you know, taking out a second mortgage or they're yeah. racking up their credit cards, yeah. and I'm just like, you could have avoided all of that. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway. Yeah. Don't don't just go at it with grit. Use those smarts that we know you have. Take the tape measure out. Yeah. And measure. Exactly. With that, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Marketing Management and Money. And we hope to hear from you, Ryan, at marketingmanagementmoney.com. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.